Palm Alexander for the Interzone Network. I want to tell you about newest black-owned sponsor, Sugar Pop Creation, located in the city of St. Louis. They're offering things like sweets, custom games, and parties. Sweets like chocolate-covered strawberries, pineapples, infused cakes, custom games like dominoes, checkers, chess, parties like Girls' Night Out, and Tim Party at Sugar Pop Creations. You can find her at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Sugar Pop Creations, LLC. Sugar Pop Creations, I make everything pop. Here comes the brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your ear. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to the In The Zone Network. This is it. Hey, this is Ebony Smith, owner and creator of Sugar Pop Creations, LLC, and you are listening to In The Zone. Uh, city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network, Palmer Alexander, a.k.a. The Living Legend, K.I.L. 1L and Kim, but can still kills. Part two of my interview with Josh Price. He is the host of the Price Check on the In The Zone Network. And we just got done talking about the Eastern Conference. Got to talk about the Western Conference. And so, uh, so as we record today, uh, the Houston Rockets are no longer in the playoffs. Are you surprised they have gotten eliminated? No. Not at all. Not surprised one bit. Not at all. Um, we knew that this small ball that they played with and, you know, the fast pace and all that, it only had but so long that they could go with that style before. They just got worn down, man. And you, it's very hard to rely on team rebounding from a bunch of guys that are 6'6 and under when you're going against a guy like Anthony Davis, you know, in the paint night in and night out. And it's, it sucks for guys like Harden and Westbrook who keep – you know, time after time running into that wall, whether it be first or second round of the playoffs, uh, you know, for James Harden a couple times in the conference finals in previous years. But um, Houston has a problem on their hands. When you look at the Houston Rockets, and I've said this for years, if you have Mike D'Antoni on your sideline, don't expect to make it to the NBA Finals. Uh, you, you you post great offensive records. Yep. Uh, you break, you break all, all sorts of records. But in the playoffs, when you need a stop or two, his coaching style fails you every single time. You see, you cannot play small ball, right, unless you have the mentality like the Miami Heat where a shot goes up on the basket. You always see four black jerseys conversing and yes. boxing out. Yes. And and a lot of times in basketball, people get away from what rebounding is. Rebounding is more so positioning than anything because if, if you if you already in position, whether the guy has height or not, where well, it's gonna be a reach. Right. And that's that I mean that's the thing. It's like it's like they've gotten away from the basic fundamentals of basketball. I mean, boxing out. But so even using Miami as an example, at least Miami, they still have Bam who's 16. You know, like not having one, at least one guy that you can put out there that's at, you know, at least 6'9", six, 6'10", six, that can go and get you 9, 10 rebounds a night. I mean, you look up at one point in the game last night with the Lakers where they're being out-rebounded 34-18, to 18, 
and we're like midway through the third quarter. 18 rebounds as a team is pretty pretty pathetic. We look at it. And, and think about that. And you talked about having a 6'9", 6'10", guy in, in the Rockets. Had a guy out there, uh, uh, Jeff Green, who who is 6'9", 6'10", but it's kind of an enigma because he's, you know, he's not the greatest rebounder. Sometimes he'll snatch you 20 rebounds. Sometimes he'll snatch you a rebound. Right. Sometimes he'll get you 15 points. Sometimes he'll get you 30, 35. It's like you never know what you're going to get from that guy. But I think, I think he was supposed to be, I guess, the quote-unquote answer. I mean, I, they relied a lot on P.J. Tucker, which, man, shout-out to P.J. Tucker playing small ball center at 6'5", night in, night out, with a lot of the guys that he has to go against in the Western Conference. Um, but that's a lot to ask of one person every single game. Jeff Green is not going to be the answer. You know, I saw a lot of people talking about whatever, you know, missing Daniel House. If you're relying on Daniel House, <laughs> you are already in the last place race. Yeah, <laughs> just what it comes down to. You know, I call it stretching taffy. Man. Yeah, you, know, stretching you, taffy. you stretching about as thin as you can stretch it and really, you know, keep things together. So, um, the Rockets, they don't really have a lot of a lot of ways to improve that roster around Harden and Westbrook. Um, I don't know that they can trade Westbrook anywhere else. You know, it's it's a lot of questions they're gonna have to answer. You know, come this off. And you know, uh, you know, James Harden was extremely upset, but I, I'm wondering, like, he, he he's the point guard. He he says I'm the point guard, so yeah. the ball gonna be in his hands. So so now you start looking around the league, and who who would be an ideal fit? You know, for for him and Westbrook, and who's who's going to be willing to you know take that role? So if I think so, like I think of a guy like a Gallinari from OKC, right? Yeah, he's a free agent. Free agent. He's not like that necessarily six nine six ten dominant rebounder guy, but he's at least another bigger body that can stretch the floor now. You know, depending on, you know, we got the news today that Mike D'Antoni's not going back, so it also depends a little bit on who the next coach is. But, you know, it's not a whole lot of options, really. You know, they really have to go back to the, the drawing board and decide, okay, are we really embracing this small ball movement going forward regardless of who's, you know, the head coach? Or do we have to try to remake the roster? And, hell, it might even be something where they have to they hit the reset button and look to see what you can get from James Harden. I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, when you have a superstar at that level, you want to keep your superstars in house. But at some point, you have to decide. Okay, now do we continue to lock ourselves into potentially being a team that's going to be out in the second round of playoffs every year, or do we try to, you know, give ourselves a little bit, you know, more longevity and what we can build around James Harden, or maybe build, you know, our roster out to be if we move? Him? Yeah, because I just, I just find it hard to see this team actually competing for a title, uh, especially when damn near 80% of your offense would be coming from two guys, yeah. two high-volume shooters. And, you know, how do some of your other guys get into rhythm? You know, your Ben McLemore's, you know, Robert Covington's. All those guys, they, they don't seem to get in any kind of rhythm whatsoever. And I remember watching Robert Covington play with the Sixers and whatnot, and, and he actually put the ball on the floor more, so now he's more of a stationary guy in, in Houston offense, so it's kind of weird watching him play that way. Yeah, I mean, you, again, like, look at some of the names we just threw out there. Robert Covington's, I mean, solid role player, but, uh, again, we mentioned Daniel House, we mentioned Austin Rivers, 
uh, it's just not a whole lot of guys that are going to really, you know, be dangerous with the ball in their hands or, you know, catching and shooting. So something is not going to – something's going to have to happen for them to realize, okay, hey, we have to change the roster because, you know, whether it's bringing in, you know, some other coach that feels like they can get more out of – Westbrook and Harden, you still, like you said, have two guys that are really the majority of your offense, and if one of them has an off night, you're done. That's the voice of Josh Price. He hosts the Price Check on the End of Zone Network, sponsored by Cafe Piazza. I want to talk about the L.A. Clippers, one of your favorite teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so wrong. <laughs> so, so the so the matchup. Um, against the Denver Nuggets. And I know a lot of teams, well, a lot of people feel felt like, you know, the series should be over. Right. And which which it probably should be or whatnot. Um, and I've heard you and Arlington to also talk about, you know, the Doc Rivers factor. But, you know, one thing that you can't, that you will say about them is that when they, when they lock in, they pretty damn tough yeah. to beat. And I think the one thing that makes them really tough is that second unit yeah um because Montrezl Harrell and and Lou Williams could, which could start for a lot of teams right and 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 Shamit has really improved his perimeter shooting over the years and you know all, you, you gotta give credit to the Clippers uh scouting department uh you know the way he's scouting it and they put this team together uh Zubac uh, I forgot about him and you know watching him run out there and Jokic and and uh, you know when to run out there, and, and you know a lot of times too when you get guys like Jokic who can shoot the three, you just let him just shoot it. But at least he's running them out there, run them out there, at least run them off the three point line. That's encouraging to see. But you know they're gonna have to tighten that up with a guy like Anthony Davis in the next round. Yeah. So from a bench perspective, Shamit has definitely made more of a believer out of me as we've gotten into the playoffs. Um, the seeding games, he looked a little looked a little lost out there, um, but he's definitely improved, especially during the games where Pat Beverly has had to miss time, you know, from calf injury. So um, I like Shamit. Montrez Harrell is a guy I'm not quite as high on as everybody else. Um, we've seen it a little bit in this Denver Nuggets series where they actually at times are worse when he's on the floor as opposed to having a bigger body like Zubac. Um, that's going to be real key, like you said, against Anthony Davis because he's one of the best bigs in the league. He's definitely had a lot more success against Harrell as opposed to the bigger body in Zubac, but neither one of them posed the greatest threat. So how on offense do you then, you know, overcome that? Because we know Lou Will and Montrez Harrell with the pick and roll off the bench. And then Marquise Morris. And then Marquise Morris. Uh, yeah, Marcus Morris. Marcus. Yeah, Marcus Morris for the Clippers. He's been crazy for them this whole this whole playoffs. Um, they got a lot of guys that are just good basketball players, man. Like no, you know, no doubt about it. They just they have to stay locked in and stay focused because they've let their foot off the gas way too many times. Uh, you know, throughout the season games, throughout the postseason. All right, so. Lakers and Clippers. Yep. Who you got and how many games did you got the Clippers winning? I got the Lakers and six. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Lakers and six. Um, I think what it comes down, down to is you're going to get 
amazing performances and production out of Kawhi Leonard night in, night out. There's no doubt about that. You're going to get amazing production on the other side out of LeBron James. I think if we're talking about, you know, duo versus duo, Anthony Davis is definitely going to have his way with the Clippers more so than Paul George is on the other end against the Lakers. I just, I don't trust Paul George in these big moments. To, like, we've seen it too many times where, you know, game three or game four of a big playoff series, he's, you know, three for 17 from the field or seven for 20 and, you know, not really playing the way or having the type of performance that his team's going to benefit from. So, I'm taking Lakers in six. Um, I could also see it going seven, but I think Anthony Davis is really going to be the driving factor that gets the Lakers over there. And, you know, also, too, uh, Kuzma has played extremely well. I think that gets uh, forgotten a lot. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's found his way, yeah. especially, and in, in, in Rondo has been – Huge playoff yeah. Rondo, baby. You know he's been he's been huge. So um, that I mean that that cannot be uh, ignored. But that's gonna be uh, exciting to watch. I know you got a, a big show coming up. Uh, what are some of the things that you're gonna be hitting on on your next show? Uh, so next episode of the Price Check, of course, we'll give a, a brief recap of kind of where we are currently. You know, current state playoff wise. Um, you know, talk about the Lakers win last night. You know what that's gonna mean for them looking forward as far as. You know, Denver and uh, uh, Clippers go the next opponent. Um, quick preview of the Eastern Conference Finals, and then really talking about you know the coaching carousel that's going on in the league right now, with some of these um, you know teams that are in need of a head coach and who might be the candidate to you know either be the guy that they're gonna rebuild with and kind of get through their current situation, or um, a coach that could put a team you know like a Brooklyn or sorry not Brooklyn they hired the head coach already Steve Nash, but um, you know like a Philly, Indiana, those types of teams. Who's gonna be the coach that could potentially get them over? All right, Josh, and tell our listeners the best way to keep up with you. All right, man. So um, Twitter, Illmatic underscore three, capital I-L-L, Illmatic three on Instagram, no underscore. Um, You know, always giving y'all content about, you know, price check as well as just my thoughts overall on, um, you know, what we're watching in the NBA and sometimes WNBA as well. Well, you know, we're making this a a weekly thing now. Hey, man, I love it. I love it, man. Um, Every week I... I'm tuned in, man. You know, this is the best time of year for me. Usually it's a little, you know, earlier into the, the calendar year, but thanks COVID for uh, pushing us back a little bit. But playoff basketball, man, and then, of course, we're going to have a real interesting offseason to keep our eyes on this year, um, you know, coming out of the bubble and, um, you know, looking at a lot of teams that got some questions to get answered. All right. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is The Network. I'm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pizza, beer, and wine. All cash tips go to furloughed employees. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, 
all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294, 314-343-0294, and a thank you for your business. <laughs>